I'm Zombie Shetty. I'm Shreya Karnick, and welcome to Voices of Gen Z. So today, we have an episode where we've decided to amplify Black voices. We recognize that we have a platform that has a reach, and we want to use that to give other people, people who have been affected by the Black Lives Matter movement, a voice. We understand and recognize that we will never understand what it's like to live here as a Black person. So we decided that it wasn't our place to report on something that we didn't have complete knowledge of. That's why we have asked three organizations to speak out on what is going on today. We are joined by the representatives from these orgs. Yeah, and so as horrible as it is, Black Lives Matter, um, this whole movement for some people, Maybe something trendy to participate in, and that's why we decided that we needed to talk to people whose race affects them every day. They don't get to make this a trend because this is their reality. People who are oppressed do not owe you free emotional labor. It's not their job to educate you or convince you to care. It's your job and ours as a member of the human race to care. So let's dive right in and talk to our guest today. Hello, could you give a brief introduction of yourself to our listeners? Yes, my name is Faith, and I was born in Nigeria, but I currently live in Texas. I'm also one of the founders of Modern Divergence, and I'm super excited to be here. That's great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, we really appreciate it. So we wanted to start off with a few questions that um, would just let us know, like, what you feel about this movement. So we were wondering, you know, as a person who can actually relate to this, do you see flaws in it? And if so, what do you notice? As Um, And we're talking about the movement, by the way. Yeah, of course. There's maybe not flaws exactly, but there's a lot of moral dilemmas occurring right now. For example, with all cops are bastards. So there's people who are like, but not cops, but not all cops are bastards. You're not, and there's some good cops. And then within this is also the moral dilemma of should we be rioting? Should people be lighting stuff on fire? So within this movement, I just see like a lot of conflictions between what is the right thing to focus on at the moment. And there's a lot of people who might not understand what is actually going on, why people of color, why minorities, or why anyone who is fighting for the movement is doing the things they're doing. So that's been one of the most interesting parts of being part of this movement that's really interesting and as people of color we know that we've definitely had negative experiences regarding our race so how has that racism affected you prior to the movement yeah of course I feel like prior to this current movement not like the movement but like prior to this month there has been a lot of normalized racism within just general society so for example i'm not sure about you guys but i know in my school personally there have been people who you know just throw around the n-word who post racist memes but people just think of it as a normal thing like an everyday thing they've normalized this lower tier form of racism and now i don't know about you guys but i've also been calling out more than usual calling out people who throw around the n-word but have been silent or throw around the n-word but are here saying all all black lives matter so i feel like 
prior to this month, we've kind of normalized in a way some forms of racism or perhaps we distinguish them from racism and sometimes we feel like that's not exactly racism. So I feel like that's also been something that I've seen in my own community. No, you know what? I totally agree with that point because I see that happening with like my friends. Like they'll, you know, be calling people out and then some people are like using still these racist like microns and they don't understand it. And some people want to change their behavior and some don't. And it's kind of like upsetting to see that happen. Yeah. There's a lot of insensitive people recently. Um, yeah, I have some stories about that. I'm not sure if you guys want to hear that or not. Yeah, we'll touch on that in like just one second. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to ask you, with protests going like on all over the world and people posting on Instagram and, you know, um, all of that going on against police brutality, do you feel like this is a trend for some people? And as soon as this isn't like cute to do or is as soon as it isn't trendy to do? to post about this they'll stop using their privilege and their voice absolutely i've seen a lot of people who just treat this movement as a trend as a trend so for example the tag 10 people you know won't break this chain yeah and when i saw that i was absolutely disgusted that people are even doing that like you know it's just like those chain mails that you get where it's like repost this or you don't love jesus it's ridiculous people are just making fun of the movement and then um there was also the blackout tuesday which was supposed to be a good movement or like a good part of the movement. But some people just used it as a form. They just like use it to block out all the other information. And I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but there was also White Out Tuesday made by people who believe that all all lives matter. So some people definitely have made this a trend. And some people who actually don't believe in Black Lives Matter, they might just be doing it to kind of cover up to kind of like fit in in a way because they don't want to be called out they don't want people to say they're racist so for some people it's definitely a trend or a way for them to not get called out yeah that's that's horrible you know I've been like seeing that and then I'm slowly seeing like my timeline and everything going back to like normal posts and like people normally interact and it's like well don't stop like you know fighting for what's right don't like claim that you're on this side and you're doing this 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 and that and then you just stop when it like when everyone else stops thinking of it as trendy and cool exactly and like the news cycle changes so quickly but like this is one of those things that you want to hear about because it's so important yeah exactly like prior to this it was just all about corona but if people keep fighting for the movement and if all we can hear about is black lives matter and the people in charge, the government, our president, they'll start to feel the pressure. And that's what really matters. Yeah, that's how you get change. That's how you get, like, actual legislative action. Exactly. Yeah. Well, do you want to share your additional thoughts? Yeah, of course. So, first, I'd just like to talk a bit about protesting. So, recently, the past week, I attended a protest. And I just believe that it's so horrible that a lot of what the media focuses on is the violent protests. When I attended a really peaceful one, it was super empowering. It was super mm-hmm. sweet. And, you know, and the cops, they didn't do anything there as well. As well. So, like, whatever protests you attend, make sure to just be as peaceful as possible. If you see any kind of violence going on, make sure to get to safety and make sure to think about yourself. 
Secondly, I'd like to talk about a bit of what Modern Divergence has been doing. So since I am, you know, I'm an African-American, so I just wanted to make sure that Modern Divergence just clearly states and clearly, like, I just think it's so important to use your voice and your platform to speak out in times like this, just like you guys are doing, which I really love that. So it's just really important to use your own platform, to use your own voice. And right now, Modern Divergence, we already have a podcast out about Black Lives Matter. We're focusing on mental health in the Black community and stuff like that. So I just want to thank you guys for doing this. I think it's really important that you guys are using your voices and your platforms. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. Hi, thank you both for coming to on our show today. Could you please give us an introduction for our listeners? Uh, yeah, sure. So, hi, I'm Miano Miller, and I'm the Director of Operations at Students for Black Lives. Um, hi, my name is Toby Bancoli, and I am the Director of Outreach for Students for Black Lives. We're super excited to be here. Yeah, we really appreciate you both coming today. So we just wanted to start by asking you guys a few questions just so we could get your ideas on some things. So a lot of protests are going on right now, and they're all incredibly amazing, but some are a little angry. Do you think that this, like, if this wasn't about Black Lives and instead was about something like a women's march, per se, that the police force and the violence would be this strong and this, like, rampant? Um, I do not think so, because the police response is especially has been designed to I guess push back against people of color and black people in particular and not really women so something like the women's march would not have as heavy of a police presence because that's not the kind of movement that the police were um, originally founded to suppress yeah I think there's a lot of stigma against um, violence directed towards women. And unfortunately, I don't think that there is that same stigma even around Black women because, you know, we see every day Black women are also um, getting hurt and getting killed by cops. So I don't think there would be the same reaction at all. Yeah, and especially, like, the, the way that this system is designed. I mean, it's designed for oppression, which sucks. But, yeah, that's definitely... The realities and how have you seen systemic racism affect you or those around you? Uh, well, for me, I go to a public school in Los Angeles, and um, Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Unified School District, actually has the largest um, school police population in the United States, and a lot of like uh, even 25% of the arrests that are made are from elementary schoolers which is insane so even from an early age I've seen my friends or even friends of friends kind of get targeted by school police constantly being asked like what are you doing where are you going even though they're just like walking into school or something Yeah, um, for me, I go to a private school, so it's a little bit different. It's a really small school in a really small community. And um, it's a it was founded in 1944 as a white flight school. And so there are a lot of holdovers of this white flight um, mentality. My school is majority white, 
Um, most of the black students there are recruited athletes. So there is definitely a huge culture of not seeing the black students as, um, I suppose, academically, as academically worthy as everyone else. And that has been a huge problem. That, wow. I, I think we can definitely like see then um, that a lot of people, you know, privilege affects us differently. Sanvi and I um, like go to, I would say, pretty like well-off schools, like in pretty nice areas. So we haven't had to see some of that. And I think we definitely like acknowledge our privilege in that way. Like that's really shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely important to acknowledge privilege wherever you have it. Like, I'm an able-bodied cis person, so I have cis privilege, and I'm to worry about uh, accommodations being made for me at certain places that I need to get to. Like, that's something that we all have to confront in one way or another. That's true. Um, So... In what ways have you seen like social media positively impact this movement? Um, I think it's brought a lot more awareness um, to the Black Lives Matter movement. There are so many campaigns and so many people feeling comfortable to speak up. Um, maybe if they don't feel comfortable to speak up in their home lives, um, they're able to do that on Instagram or on Twitter or on whatever social media platform they're on. And I think that's really good. It's also uh, a really effective way of mobilizing people. People are finding out about protests and finding out about petitions and places to donate and books to read and just how to educate yourself in general and how every single person can continue the movement. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think we've seen like social media um, has like affected us all in different ways. I like personally have become aware of so many things just because of social media and I think it's a great tool. But I think, like, do you guys see that some people are maybe taking, like, undue advantage of, like, the movement or, like, hopping on a trend and trying to, you know, make it, like, something – I mean, I hate to say this, but, like, make it something aesthetic for their Instagram pages. Like, some people are doing that, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. You definitely see that. Um, you see this trend of slacktivism or just, like, reposting a black square or something and not doing anything else. Like – I do understand that sometimes you are not in a position to do much, but there is a difference between reposting a black square and taking the time for yourself to educate, to to educate yourself, to learn more about the systems that your privilege is built upon, to re-examine your personal biases Yeah, and I think it's really important to, I feel like now more than ever, is the time that people have been um, speaking out. I mean, I know I've seen a lot of people that I never would have thought speak out about these issues, but they've been using their platforms Mm -hmm. to advocate for what they believe in. And I think it's just so important. And I know people are coming together right now. Yeah, even us, even Students for Black Lives, like, we wouldn't be around without social media we wouldn't have been able to raise so much money without social media yeah so yes we go ahead sorry (laughs) i think we definitely wouldn't have existed without social media we've just gotten to like i mean even with you guys we just dm'd you like with everyone that we've interacted with social media is like the biggest way that we've been able to like 
make a change and try and further our podcast. So, yeah, yeah for any, sure. Do you guys have any additional thoughts? Um, um, I guess what I could add, um, it's that there's no one way to help. Like, if you feel powerless because you can't go outside or you don't have money, there are other ways to donate your time and your energy. Um, there is no way to be the perfect activist. And if you feel like you're not doing enough, that's where you can start by asking yourself, okay, well, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to end it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for, you for having, having us. us. This really was great. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Will you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you for having me. So I'm Sonali Troop. I'm a sophomore in Long Island, New York, and I am a climate activist and just overall a social activist. That is amazing. And we really do appreciate you coming on the show today. So we want to kind of start out with a couple of questions just to kind of figure out where you stand. So we were wondering, how do you feel about the BLM movement astronomically blowing up? Yeah, so I think that the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement blew up is extremely important and vital. And I'm extremely glad as a person of color and a Black woman in the United States, I felt like a lot of people didn't really understand the issues that we face as a community. And the fact that more people are recognizing um, just basically the issues we face on a daily basis is really helpful and I just feel like awareness is right now the best thing and a lot of people are educating themselves and a lot of people are starting to become aware of yeah, these especially issues. especially as the news cycle is starting to roll over. Um, it's really good. Yeah. I, I, you can definitely tell who the people are that are truly supporting the movement. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, um, it's great that everyone's raising awareness. But speaking of that, um, some people are doing things like performative activism, you know, just posting about it um, to fit their timelines and just to be like, oh, I'm, I'm contributing in some way. So do you think performative activism, even though like it is bad and it's not really something we should be doing, is kind of helpful? Because some people might say like, well, at least we're raising awareness. Um, so one, the way I view it is... There's a good aspect to it, and there's also an extremely bad aspect to it. I would say the good aspect would be that um, more people who, like, for example, I would just do, like, the whole Blackout Tuesday post. A lot of people were posting these black squares that didn't really have any context to them. It was just, like, Black Lives Matter. Well, yes, you're bringing somewhat of awareness. You're not really doing anything. So I guess it really would help disseminating awareness if that, yeah, it just, it brings somewhat of an awareness, but it really doesn't do anything at the end of the day, because if we're going to make real change, you're going to have to make change through signing petitions, educating yourselves through movies, shows, documentaries, things of that sort, and just starting a conversation with people you know who don't really understand the movement. So I know a lot of people's parents don't understand 
what the Black Lives Matter movement is, or they don't think it's important or crucial. And just trying to educate the people you know it's who are not educated is extremely important. So while posting a black screen and showing your support does bring somewhat of awareness, it's not helping the issue overall. And it's only gonna just show that, hey, I posted a black screen on social media. I'm somewhat supportive if you yeah, understand. Absolutely. What I mean. As if they're just trying to be trendy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have one more question for you. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of protests going on, um, and the police have been pretty involved. So do you think that the end of policing is the solution to all of this, or a part of the solution? Or what do you think about that? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, my friend recently just hosted a protest in Great Neck, New York, which if anyone knows, it's a pretty small, mostly Asian and white community. And um, the whole thing was just, we want the police to be defunded because in New York City, the police has so much funds. And um, for those who do live in New York City, you guys probably know about the Summer Youth um, Employment Program, which is very helpful for just young students in New York City who are probably underprivileged or come from low-income families. And basically with that, um, they cut it in half, like the amount of funds that they provide to the Summer Youth Employment Program. And this program helps a lot of students pay their tuition, help their family with monthly bills and income. And, but with the police department, they only cut it by 3%, I believe, which is extremely crazy. And we just have to realize at this moment that the police have to take accountability for like dehumanizing um, Black lives. And I think that us defunding the police is going to allow us to make some radical solutions that will help with the Black Lives Matter movement. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, I think it's really important to hear those takes. That's one of the reasons that we did this episode is we wanted to hear people that were obviously going through it. So we really do appreciate um, me talking about that. Is there anything else you would like to say? I would just leave like my last point is if anyone wants to find a way to get involved and really help, I do understand a lot of people can't go out and protest due to the fact we're facing a pandemic and a lot of people have um, family members who, if they get sick, it can be deadly for them. So I would just say sign protests, just educate people. Awareness is key. Like it is so important. Um, Just watching movies and documentaries there's so many amazing documentaries that will educate you like the 13th is a good documentary also like the netflix series dear white people a lot of people started getting into which is really great and the hate you give especially in this time and moment with police brutality the hate you give is such a great documentary to watch and just understand where we're all coming from 
I think if you're able to do that, it's going to be really helpful. Also, I recently watched the Stanford prison experiment. And with all this talk about defunding the police and um, just police brutality, it's such a great um, documentary slash movie to watch because it allows you to really see um, the mindset of people who are in higher authorities because with the police officers, they got these students from Stanford to come in and pretend to be police officers for this experiment. And as they, as the days pass and they had so much power, they began to abuse their power and it became like this whole entire system that just dehumanized people. So just watching things like that and educating yourself and being able to support activists, um, local black owned um, brands and companies, supporting in any way you can shape and form is going to help and donating is amazing. So I think that's all I would have to say for that. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciated uh, you coming on to talk to our listeners and we loved hearing your thoughts. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you to all of our amazing speakers and activists for sharing your thoughts on this prevalent topic. We are grateful for your willingness to share your voices and opinions as your stories are valued and appreciated by us all. We ask you as listeners to use your voices to make a change. Sign a petition, make a donation, go to a protest, however you feel you can make your voice heard. You've heard it a thousand times, but a change in the world starts with you. Hosted by Sanvi Shetty and Shreya Karnik, welcome to the Voices of Gen Z. Mm-hmm.